We became entrepreneurs because more than anything, we want freedom. We want to be in control of our own schedule, income, and life. But unfortunately, that isn't always the reality of being a business owner. I'm Gillian Perkins, and I'm on a mission to take back entrepreneurship for what it's supposed to be. In every episode, I'll share with you how to get the most out of every hour you work so that you can work less and earn more. Let's get to it. Content marketing. It's using content like blog posts, videos, podcast episodes to attract customers. You can post this content on your website or on a platform like YouTube or post it with a podcasting host. There are many different options for types of content you can create. And you probably have thought about using one of these types of content in your own business to start attracting more customers more effectively. And quite possibly, you already are using one or multiple of these types of content. But here's the thing about attracting customers with content. Creating this content is very time consuming. Over the past three years, I've created all three of these types of content and they all take a lot longer than I initially thought they would. For example, with YouTube videos, I'm typically creating a 15 or so minute video, but it might take me anywhere between two and eight hours to finish the video and have it ready to publish. Or when writing a blog post, I might be trying to write a blog post that's about a thousand words long, take someone a few minutes to read, but how long does it take for me to create that? Well, probably at least 30 minutes to write, if not an hour or two or more. And then there's all the time that you have to spend formatting it and uploading it to your website, probably creating images to go along with it as well. And most recently, I've started podcasting. And while what you hear on the podcast is 30-minute episodes, really, I have to spend anywhere between 15 and 60 minutes outlining each episode, sometimes even longer, and then I'll sit down and record for between 30 and 60 minutes, and then there's all the production work that has to happen after that. If you've created any type of content before, then I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. Creating content is very time consuming. And not only does content take a lot of time to create, but in order to get real results with it, you really have to give it as much time as it needs and give it your full attention so that you can create high quality content that people will be interested in consuming. And then you have to effectively promote it. If you don't do all of these things, then you'll just be wasting the time that you do invest because the content won't be doing anything for your business. Because of this, the decision of whether to start a blog, a podcast, or a YouTube channel is a really important one. I don't want you to waste your time making content that doesn't do anything for your business. Now, you might already be doing one of these things and thinking about starting one of the other ones, or you might be thinking about which one to start first. But either way, in today's episode, I'm going to share with you what I've learned from creating each of these types of content, specifically some of the challenges that go along with each of them, and how each of them has a affected my business, the results I've gotten from each of them, and really specifically the types of results I've gotten from each of them. Because if there's one thing I've learned from creating each of these types of content, it's that they all have a very different effect on my business and give me different types of results. Let's start off by talking about blogging, because this is what I did first. 
So my experience with blogging was that it was a bit difficult to get it off the ground and to start to get traction and to start to get people to read my blog. Blogging is extremely competitive. Of these three types of content, it is effectively the oldest. And that means that there are a lot of blog articles out there on the internet at this point. And so standing out amidst that sea of content can be quite difficult. Now, what blogging is really good for is in fact attracting people to your website. Writing blog articles and hosting them on your website will help your website to rank better in search because it will add more keywords to your website, which will help Google understand what your website is about. And it will also give people a reason to come to your website and spend time on it, which will tell Google that your website is a good quality resource that it should recommend in search results. So if you're trying to rank in Google search results, then creating blog content for your website is a really smart move. But like I said, it is competitive. And so in order to be successful as a blogger, you will need to have some sort of strategy for getting your initial traffic to your website. Because at first, with so much competition out there, you won't be ranking on Google and it'll be tough to get that initial traction. The thing that finally made the difference for me was using Pinterest to drive traffic to my blog. And I know that I'm not alone in this. Most successful bloggers that I know use Pinterest to drive the majority of their traffic. And this has been working for several years at this point and continues to work. So right now, if you're blogging or if you're thinking about starting a blog, I would highly recommend that you invest in your education so that you can learn how to really use Pinterest for your blog. Because how to get traffic to your blog from Pinterest isn't necessarily intuitive. You can't just share your blog posts on Pinterest and expect to get a lot of traffic because Pinterest, just like any other platform, is relatively competitive. Now, there definitely is some great free training out there, so you can start with that. But if you're really serious about blogging, you'll probably end up wanting to invest in a course to teach you how to get even more out of Pinterest, or you'll want to invest in some help from someone who has experience using Pinterest to generate blog traffic. Once you're able to get traffic to your website and people start reading your blog posts, something about blogging that is a big advantage is that it does a great job of building your authority and your credibility and positioning yourself as an expert. There are two reasons for this. The first one is because you'll be explaining things in your blog posts that really show off your knowledge and how you can help your customers. But the second reason, and something that makes blogging a little bit different than some of the other types of content you can create, is that it's easy to make a blog post look professional, which we'll talk about in a few minutes here. You don't have to get yourself all dressed up, do your hair and makeup, set up your lights, have a good quality camera, or anything like that. You can start writing blog posts with nothing more than your computer or even just your cell phone, and you can turn them into professional-looking articles without spending a penny. And that is one of the things that makes blogging a great option for beginners. It is a great way to get started with creating content online. You're able to take it a little bit slowly and really create high quality content that you can continue to polish over time. Unlike a video, which once it's posted, that's the end version of it, a blog post you can go back to time after time to continue to improve. You can make it more helpful, you can polish it up so it looks more professional, you can rewrite parts of it so it sounds better. And so if right now you're not completely a confident content creator yet, then blogging is a great option for you. 
A couple other pros of blogging include that it's on your own platform. It's going to be on your website. You'll have complete control over it. And also because it's on your website, it's going to keep people on your site. So unlike with any other sort of social media content or YouTube videos or even a podcast where people will consume the media on a public platform and can easily get distracted and start listening to someone else's podcast or watching someone else's video, if people come to your website and are reading articles on your site, then they're probably going to consume even more of your content and they'll be more likely to convert into customers after reading your content. And the final and most obvious good thing about blogging is that it's the perfect option for you if you like to write. If you don't want to show your face on video, you don't want to record a podcast episode and talk to your audience, well then blogging is a really good fit for you because you can hide behind your computer screen. So it's a good option for introverts, although I'll say that with a, a grain of salt because podcasting and video can both be great for introverts as well. I'm an introvert and I know lots of other content creators who create with those mediums that are introverts as well. But if you don't wanna talk, blogging is a good option. Okay, now let's talk about a few of the cons or the challenges that come along with blogging. The first one I already mentioned, and that is just that blogging is so competitive and it can be tough to get traction with your blog, to get visibility, to get people to actually read what you write. And that's because, first of all, like I said, it's so competitive, but second, because you are creating on your own platform. When you make a video and you post it on YouTube, or even if you make a podcast episode and it's being shared on different podcasting platforms, people can organically find your content because they're already on the platform consuming content. But if you're creating content on your own website, it is a lot more difficult for people to stumble upon it. They might find it if they're doing a Google search, but when your site is new, you won't be ranking very well. And there's just so much competition out there and they have to be looking for it in the first place. And so for this reason, blogging is the thing that is least likely to quickly grow your audience. If you wanna quickly grow your audience, there are some other options that will work better for you. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like I said, if you're a beginner, if you're new to creating content, you might want to start out a little bit slowly and just start writing so you can get the feel for what you're saying and work on developing your message. The next challenge you'll run into with blogging is that because the content form is simpler, it's tougher to differentiate. What I mean by that is that when you're recording a podcast, you get to hear my voice, you hear a lot of my personality, you hear the inflection and the tone that I'm using and all of that. And so you end up feeling like, you know me, I'm your friend, I'm talking to you right now. But with a blog post, you don't get the same feel. Writing is gonna be more similar from one person to the next. Sure, we all have our own unique writing style, but there aren't as many differentiating factors with writing as there are when you're hearing someone or as many as if you see them on video and you hear them. So the more multifaceted, the more multidimensional a type of media is, the easier it will be for you to differentiate. Blogging being the simplest, that means it's the toughest to differentiate, the toughest for you to stand out, the toughest for you to gain traction with. The final negative that I'll mention about blogging is that it doesn't build trust as quickly or as effectively as video or audio. Now this kind of comes back to the same thing with it being tougher to differentiate. It's also just tougher to really make a deep connection. When you hear me talking to you right now in your ear, we can feel like we get to know each other. I'm talking to you, so that makes me feel engaged and you're listening to me, you know, talking to you in this personal way. Or if you see me on video, then you're gonna see my smiling face 
face and hear my voice. And it's like we're having a conversation, but we don't quite get that same connection with people when we read words that they've written. This is going to impact the results that you get from your writing in two different ways. First of all, people might find you on Google and read one of your articles, but they might not know who you are or even really that you exist at all. They'll just get whatever they were looking for with their Google search and then they'll leave and they'll never visit your site again. Now, of course, this isn't always the case. Sometimes people will stick around, click on your about me page, get to know you, sign up for your email list, but a lot of your traffic will discover your site only to immediately forget it. The other way that this will impact your results is that because people don't feel as connected with you when they consume blog content, they're not going to be as likely to convert into paying customers, at least not in the short term. I've had so many people tell me over the past few years that they found my channel on YouTube, watched a couple of my videos, and on the very same day decided to purchase one of my products. And that's because they immediately felt a deep connection with me because they were seeing my face and hearing my voice. On the other hand, if people read your blog, most of the time they're going to need to read several of your articles, read your about me page, and really get comfortable with your brand over a longer period of time, probably receive several emails from you before they'll be comfortable enough to buy. So long story short, it's going to take longer to get traction with your blog, take longer to build your audience, and take longer for each person who finds you to be ready to buy. So if you go the blogging route and use that as your primary type of content, it's going to take longer before you start making money with your content. Before we move on to talking about YouTube, though, I just want to reiterate what I said earlier on, which is that that doesn't mean blogging is bad or it's a bad option. Blogging is great if you are just getting started. It's also great if you are in this for the long game and you really prefer writing. You're going to be able to stick with creating blog content for a lot longer and be a lot more consistent with it if that's the medium that you really enjoy creating and consuming yourself. This episode is brought to you by Startup Society. If you run an online business or you're thinking about starting one, then Startup Society is the place for you. It's a bootcamp training program for entrepreneurs, plus an incredibly supportive membership community. If you're looking for a framework to make building an online business as simple and straightforward as possible, then that's exactly what you'll find inside Startup Society. Every month, we create a step-by-step -step action plan for our members to follow to create a specific result in their business so that they can keep moving forward and growing. Past action plans have helped our members write their websites, launch online courses, and hire their first employees. And when you become a member, not only will you get access to our future action plans, but you'll also get access to our entire library of past action plans, including the ones that I just mentioned. You'll also get business coaching directly from me during our live monthly coaching sessions. During these sessions, you can ask any business questions that you have so that you can make sure that you get the answers you need in order to be able to keep moving forward and not get stuck. As a member, you'll also be invited into our membership community where you can connect with other online entrepreneurs who are crushing it so that you can be inspired and make some lasting connections. If you're interested in becoming a member of Startup Society, then there's no time like the present to make that happen. To sign up, just head to gillianperkins.com slash startup society. 
Again, that's gillianperkins.com slash startup society. And as a listener of this podcast, I have a special offer for you. You can become a member of Startup Society for $10 off every single month. Just use code earn more when you are signing up. Again, that code is earn more, all one word, and it will give you $10 off your monthly membership costs. If you want to turn your online business into a success as quickly and as strategically as possible, then I would love to work with you to make that happen. And now let's get back to the episode. Okay, now let's move on and talk about YouTube. And I'm doing this one second because video was the second type of content that I created. After I'd been blogging off and on for a few years, I decided to start my YouTube channel and start making videos. And it was quite a different experience. The first thing I'll mention about creating videos was that it didn't actually take me a whole lot longer or a whole lot less time than writing blogs did. I thought that blogging was something I could do in 30 minutes a day. It turned out it took me several hours to create a blog post. Same thing with YouTube videos. It takes me about the same amount of time to create a video as it does to create a blog post. So in just a moment here, I'll share with you the pros and the cons that I found with making videos. But first of all, let's just talk about what videos can do for your brand. Sharing videos on YouTube is amazing for getting visibility for your brand and for quickly growing your audience. And that's because YouTube is both a social platform where people go to hang out and consume content, and it's also a search engine. And so the discoverability factor on the platform is very high. And so what that means is that you can get started on YouTube today with absolutely no audience at all, zero followers. And you can quickly start to build your following and grow your audience. And in a matter of mere months, you could have an audience of thousands of people. That is highly unlikely to happen with a blog. Now, of course, that doesn't happen to everyone who gets started on YouTube. You have to go about it strategically. You have to actually make good quality content. You have to learn how to work with the algorithm. But done right, YouTube can be your fastest ticket to growing your brand online. And that leads perfectly into the first pro of YouTube, which is that YouTube is a public platform. And so if you create video content and you share it on YouTube, you're creating in a public place and it's very likely that people will find your content, which gives your brand a lot of visibility. Another benefit of YouTube, which I hinted at earlier on, is that you'll create a really strong connection with your viewers. Because people are seeing your face and hearing your voice, they're going to feel like you are their friend, like they really know you, like you know them. Of course you don't, but they are going to feel that way. And that means that you can turn someone who casually discovers you into a raving fan very quickly. The final big benefit I'll mention about YouTube right now is that it is amazing at lead generation. What I mean by that is that you can convert a very high number of the people who find you on YouTube into leads, into email subscribers. What I mean by that is that you can fairly easily convert a very high percentage of the people who find you on YouTube into email subscribers and leads for your business. Long story short, YouTube is great for getting people into your business. It's great for sharing your brand with people, having people discover you, and then moving them down your funnel so that they are ready to buy. 
But that's not to say that YouTube doesn't come with some challenges. And let's talk about those now. The first con of YouTube, and perhaps the biggest one, is that it is the most difficult type of content to create. Now, it's not that difficult. I got started just like everyone else does, knowing absolutely nothing. I set up my old camcorder on an old rickety tripod. I recorded my first video. I edited it a little bit. I didn't really know what I was doing. My editing honestly probably made it worse and then I uploaded it to the platform. So it's not necessarily complicated, but of these different types of content, it is the most difficult to create because there are more factors that you have to control. You have to start by planning out the actual content of the video. What is it about and what are you going to say in the video. Then you have to make sure that everything looks nice. So you have to find a spot in your house that looks attractive and, you know, maybe you have to tidy it up. You have to make sure the lighting looks good and you need to have some sort of camera. And then finally, you've got the audio element. So you have to have some sort of microphone that is recording your audio. If you're using something like a camcorder or a cell phone or even mini cameras, that might be built in, but you also might need an external mic. And regardless of which microphone you're using, you need to make sure that the audio sounds good because people are consuming your video by listening to it most of the time. And so if it doesn't sound good, then they're not going to keep watching. These things aren't necessarily complicated, but there's more different things for you to pay attention to than there is if you're simply creating a blog or even a podcast. And that leads me right into the next con of YouTube or con of creating video. And that is that it's the most difficult type of content to make look pro. There are so many different things you need to control to make a good quality video. It's a lot more likely that one of these things will be a bit off and the end result won't look as polished or professional as you would like it to look. It can affect how people perceive you. Now, I don't think that this is something you need to be scared about because you will get better over time. Nobody's going to watch those first videos when you're still figuring things out anyway, which is actually, you know, a really good thing. But even once your videos improve a fair amount, if you need people to take you really seriously, if you're trying to build serious credibility, that can be more difficult with YouTube simply because it can be difficult to look really professional in video, especially when compared to blogging or podcasting. This might not be a problem for you at all, depending on who your target audience is and what the purpose of your videos is and what your business offers to your customers. But if you are trying to attract, say, corporate clients, then it can be more of an issue. The next con is fairly small, and that's just that you don't have full control over your content. A question that I get fairly often is whether or not you own the videos you put on YouTube, and the answer is yes, you do still retain complete ownership of them, and so you don't need to worry about someone stealing your content or you not being able to use it in the future. But you don't have full control over it on YouTube. So that means that the algorithm may or may not suggest your video to people that it's possible your video could get deleted. So it's important you have a backup of it. And the biggest problem here really is that because the video isn't on your own platform, it's on a public platform, people will easily get distracted from your video and leave your channel to go watch videos made by someone else. Personally, I am okay with that because of the big benefit of being on a public platform. Just like people will be leaving my videos to go watch other people's videos, the inverse is true as well. People are leaving other people's videos to come watch mine, which means that ultimately I get a lot more traffic and a lot more visibility than if I was to keep these videos on my own platform just to selfishly keep my viewers. I'd much rather be in a space where there is more traffic and more 
more community so that I can get a small piece of this much larger pie. And this relates to the last con that I'll mention, although this con, I almost don't think it's a con, and that is the YouTube algorithm. The reason why at least a lot of people consider the algorithm to be a con is that you're subject to it and you can't control it. And what I mean by this is you put a video out there and the algorithm might show it to a lot of your subscribers or it might only show it to a few of them. It might suggest it to a lot of new people or it might not. And you don't have control over that. Sometimes this can be tough and sometimes the algorithm gets it wrong. But I certainly don't ascribe to the idea that the algorithm is a negative thing that we should be complaining about. Because even though it can be challenging at times, if we can learn how to work with it, then it can actually be our most powerful ally. The algorithm is essentially a machine that's designed to matchmake viewers with videos they want to watch. It's trying to find the videos that people are going to enjoy the most to keep people on YouTube for the longest amount of time possible. And so if you make videos that people will really enjoy and you share them on YouTube, then the algorithm can actually help you find the right viewers. And it can do a far better job of this than we can do on our own. Oftentimes we try to advertise our business by spending money on paid ads or by sharing our content with people who we think will be interested in it, but we're using our own limit resources, our limited knowledge of what people are interested in, our limited financial resources in order to try to push our content out to the right people. The YouTube algorithm, on the other hand, is pushing your content out to the right people for free. And it's doing a way better job of it than we can figure out with our limited information. So while yes, the algorithm can certainly be challenging, it also can be a major asset for your business if you learn how to work with it to get your videos out to the right people. We've talked about blogging, we've talked about YouTube, and now let's talk about podcasting. This is the type of content that I most recently started creating, and there have been some surprises with it. One of the biggest surprises has been that I thought it would be a lot less time consuming to create, but it turns out it takes just about the same amount of time to create as a blog or a video. I do think it is slightly faster to create than either of those two, but only by a little bit. I found that podcasting is really good at building authority and converting my audience into buyers. Because we don't have that powerful YouTube algorithm to rely on, we aren't going to get a whole lot of visibility from podcasting unless we do a lot of legwork. And I'll talk more about that in a minute. But when people do listen to your podcast, they are very likely to feel a strong connection with you and to consider you to be an authority. Here's why that is. With podcasting, we get the benefits of both blogging and YouTube without the disadvantages of either. And what I mean by that is that we get that strong connection that we feel with people when we hear their voice, just like we get with video. But just like with podcasting, it's easy to make a podcast sound pro. There aren't nearly as many variables as we have to control with video. It doesn't matter what our hair looks like today, if we're wearing our pajamas, or if the lights are even on. As long as we have good quality content to share, a decent microphone, and we spend a little bit of time on the editing afterwards, we can make a podcast that sounds just as professional as a company with a much bigger budget. And even beyond all the little things that could take away from the professional appearance of content that we don't have to worry about with podcasting, I also think that the simple fact that 
the podcast listener, you, are just hearing me in your ear without seeing me and seeing that I'm a real person actually makes me seem even more credible. Yeah, it's a little bit weird, but I think it's something that everyone who listens to podcasts experiences. Okay, so some of the pros I've already mentioned are it's easy to create trust with a podcast, it's easy to create authority, it's easy to make a podcast seem pro, and beyond that, it's just kind of easy to create podcasts. Even though it still is time-consuming, there are fewer factors to control. Now, it's not as easy to make a podcast as it is to write a blog post, but once you learn the basics of making podcasts, the process is pretty simple. The final pro that I'll mention about podcasting is that of these three different types of content you could create, podcasting is the least competitive. Now that's not to say it's not competitive. There are a lot of podcasts out there these days and more and more people are starting podcasts every day, but we're still relatively early in the curve of podcasting taking off. And if you compare the number of podcasts to the number of blogs or YouTube channels that are out there, it is a tiny fraction. There's literally a hundred times more YouTube channels and a thousand times more blogs out there than there are podcasts that exist today. Now that doesn't necessarily mean it's way easier to get your podcast discovered because as we're now starting to talk about the cons, one of the cons is we don't have a powerful algorithm that is suggesting our content to people automatically. So we do have to do some legwork. But it means that the legwork that we do will have a much bigger impact than if we try to share our blog or our YouTube channel in a more manual way. So what exactly do I mean by legwork? Well, I mean that you have to get out there and you have to tell people about your podcast yourself or else they're not going to hear about it. However, that doesn't mean you have to tell people one at a time. Here's the thing about podcasting, and also just a big tip for anyone out there who's thinking of starting a podcast. The best way to promote your podcast is on other people's podcasts. So you going on to other people's shows and being a guest expert, you are going to reach podcast listeners that way. And if you choose carefully the shows that you want to show up on, then you can reach the right podcast listeners. This is an easy way to tell a lot of people about your show all at once, and it's also going to be the most effective because since we are still relatively early in the growth of podcasting, only a small percentage of people listen to podcasts these days. And so if you try to share your podcast with anyone and everyone out there in the real world, only a small percentage of those people will be interested at all. But if you're able to specifically reach podcast listeners, as you do when you're a guest on someone else's podcast, then a high percentage of those people will check out your show. Because first of all, they like listening to podcasts and it's harder to find new podcasts than it is to find some other types of content. And so if they get a tip on a podcast that sounds like something they might be interested in, then you can better believe they're gonna check it out. And then the second thing is that it's really easy for them to check it out because they're already inside a podcasting app on their phone and their eyes aren't busy doing anything else right now. They're just listening to a podcast. So they can pretty easily just type in your name or the name of your show into their podcasting app and find your show and subscribe right then. So my final verdict on podcasting, at least as of right now, is that 
it's not that good for getting visibility for your brand. You do have to do the legwork. You really have to go out there and tell people about your show. But once people start listening, it is fantastic at building that authority with your audience for building trust with them and for relatively quickly converting them into buyers. Because in order to sell anything to anyone, they have to trust you. They have to trust that you know what you're talking about, that you are able to help them, and that you will deliver deliver on your promise to them. And podcasting is one of the fastest ways to take someone from having heard about you to being fully trusting of you and being interested in actually buying your product. Now that we've talked about all three types of content, let's talk about how to figure out which one is right for you. Now, what I think you need to understand more than anything else is that there isn't one of these types of content that is better than the other. One of them is right for you depending on your preferences and your goals. If you enjoy writing and you don't enjoy speaking, clearly blogging will be the best fit for you. It's what you'll be able to really create the best quality content with and show up the most consistently with. On the other hand, if you enjoy talking but you don't wanna be on video, obviously you need to choose podcasting. But if you're open to creating any of these types of content, if they all sound enjoyable to you to create, then we have to look at your goals. Right now, are you trying to build your brand as fast as possible? Or are you trying to convert more of your audience into buyers? Or maybe you have some other goal altogether. If you are trying to grow your brand as quickly as possible, then YouTube is definitely going to be your best bet because of the high discoverability factor that I mentioned about this platform. Now, that's not to say that you can't quickly grow your audience with a blog or with a podcast, but with either of those, you are going to have to hustle a fair amount more than you do on YouTube. YouTube will do a lot of the work with you. Blog or podcast, you have to do a lot of the work yourself. Now, on the other hand, if you've been working on building your audience on social media, maybe you've already started a YouTube channel or you have a decent sized following on Instagram or even a decent sized email list, but you're not converting as many of them into customers as you would like, then a podcast could be a really good option for you because it is going to dramatically increase your credibility with your audience and develop more trust with them, which will make them a lot more likely to buy. To wrap this episode up, I want to emphasize that it is really important that you choose one of these platforms to focus on, at least at first. I see a lot of people when they're first starting their online business who are excited about creating two or even all three of these types of content, and they have a whole schedule worked out where they're going to make a video every Monday and record a podcast on Tuesdays and write a blog on Wednesdays or something like that, and it looks reasonable on paper. But Here's the thing, in order to create real results with any of these types of content, you really do have to focus on one of them because creating results with content marketing typically doesn't work linearly, but rather exponentially. And what I mean by that is that for every additional hour you invest into one of these platforms, at first you won't see much bigger results from that additional time. But there's a tipping point. There's a point at which you have finally invested enough time. And I mean that both on an ongoing basis of enough time per week, but also in a cumulative basis. And so what I mean there is you've invested enough time total, enough months into the process. And at that point, you'll suddenly see your audience start to grow much more quickly, exponentially. 
So just to give you a concrete example here, if you spend 20 minutes per week on your YouTube channel, you're not going to get any results. If you spend one hour per week on your YouTube channel, again, likely won't see any results. But there's a certain point, a certain amount of time when if you consistently invest, say, three hours per week into your YouTube channel, suddenly that's going to be enough time to actually make good quality videos, to actually be putting out a video every week, to actually be engaging with your audience, and you'll see your audience quickly start to grow. So especially if you only have a few hours a week to invest into creating content, if you spread that time between multiple different types of content or multiple platforms, most likely you're not going to see any real results. But instead, if you focus all of that time and all of that energy onto one platform, then you'll get much bigger results much faster. And what that means is that it's really important that you do spend some time thinking about whether you should start a blog or a YouTube channel or a podcast, which one is the right fit for you so that you can pick one, make that firm decision, and then go all in with that type of content. That is how you'll create the biggest results without feeling like you're constantly hustling. Let's wrap this up with a featured review. This week's review comes from Sherry M. And Sherry says, Having delivered so much value on her YouTube channel, I was keen to see what awesomeness Gillian would deliver on her podcast, and she does not disappoint. At a time where hustle and busy time seem the only way entrepreneurship is served, it's great to have a voice about doing less and earning more, prioritizing your time on what matters to you. She brings a new voice to this topic, and I like what she's saying. Definitely worth more than a listen. Thank you so much, Sherry, for taking the time to write this review. And I would love to hear from more of our listeners like you if you're enjoying the show as well. So head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a rating and review so I can know what you're enjoying most about Work Less, Earn More. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Work Less, Earn More. Now here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of the episode you're listening to right now and share it out on your Instagram stories. And when you do that, make sure to tag me at Gillian Z Perkins so that I can see that you're listening. Sharing on stories is going to help more people find this podcast so that they can learn how to work less, earn more, and take back their lives. And when you share, I want to add it to my stories so that you can get some exposure that way as well. And if you really love the show, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave it a review to give the show a boost. Every single week, I feature a review on the podcast and I would love to give you and your business a shout out. So if you leave a review, it will help the show, but it can also help your business as well. Okay, let's wrap this up. I'm Ghislaine Perkins and until next week, stay focused and take action. Take action.